Good morning, everybody. Well, that was weak. Good morning, everybody. Are we are we all joyful and 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 uh, thankful to be in the house of the Lord with brothers and sisters we care and love about? Come on, man. So uh, we're gonna. Well, look, you guys see how that works. You guys are learning. You guys are awesome. So let's praise the Lord together.
Thank you, guys. Good morning, Crossbridge. Glad you're here this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then let's do our welcoming time today. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, just for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, Lord, to worship you, uh, to dig into your word, to talk about some tough subjects today, Lord. And uh, in doing that, um, I I pray, Lord, this morning that we'll uh, equip the saints, Lord, to go out into this world and share the truth of the gospel, the truth of who you are, uh, Lord. And as we lift our our voices to worship you today. We, we give to worship you today, uh, Lord. It's all about you. We love you. We thank you for the ability, the opportunity to be here today. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Take a few minutes to welcome everyone this morning.
going to trip over this. I don't want to trip over the cord. Why you ever chose me? It's always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, and all the other get it right. But it turns out that the ones you were looking for all this time, cause I'm just a nobody. Announcements. Um, all right, women's breakfast. Here's the announcements this week. Women's breakfast is Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. at Grillo's. Fellas, next Saturday morning we have breakfast at 8.30 at Grillo's for our men's prayer breakfast. So come out, fellas, next Saturday morning. Ladies, 8.30 Wednesday morning uh, this week. The Women of Joy Retreat. Uh, if you did not have a chance to sign up, please sign up for this. The Women of Joy at September 30th. 
through October 2nd. We will start it on this side of the church and just pass it along if you would. Uh, Valerie, any you guys want to say about that? Any details or anything you want to add on that? Come on, Ricky, wake up. We have to get after Ricky again today? <laughs> it's going to be, a, it should be a really great weekend. Um, through July 6th, it's $99 for the conference plus your hotel rooms. Um, and we have to have our hotel rooms booked in order to stay together um, by like the following July, not July 6th, but July 14th, I think it's the date. So um, if you want to come, we would love to have you. Um, if finances are a problem, just let us know and we can, we can work with you on that too. So. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Uh, tonight, they will have, we'll have men's Bible study at 6 o'clock and discipleship is at 4.30. That is going on tonight. VBS is going to be here in two weeks. VBS is June 27th through June 30th, 6 o'clock each night. We will have dinner. Uh, do we have any flyers yet? We do. We have flyers, so start grabbing flyers and passing them out and getting people ready uh, for that. Ladies' Craft Night is June 13th. Sandwiches are provided. I don't know. I think it's is it too late for them to sign up. Yes, no on craft night. You have to get it in today. If you haven't signed up for ladies craft night, have to get it in to Pat. She's in the back there. Raise your hand. Get it into her today if you want to sign up, ladies, for craft night on June uh, 13th. The 4th of July. I can't believe the 4th of July is going to be here already, but it's going to be here really, really quick. We're going to do an outreach that day. Uh, the Marsh, Marshfield has a huge parade that you guys know about on the 4th of July. We will set up a church booth uh, on the square, share the gospel with people, pass out uh, information about the church, about freeway. If you would like to help with that, please see me or Mike uh, and, and uh, let us know if you want to help uh, that day uh, for that outreach. It will be a good time. I think that's all on announcements. Did I forget anything on announcements? Media team help. If you want to help with media team, I see that. Please see Dave. Anything else on announcements? Yes, Shelly. So we can have classes last a little bit longer Wednesday, huh? I'm not going to get in trouble for going over on Wednesday. Uh, who's doing nursery Wednesday? Who's in nursery? That's the whole thing. I'm going to have to be careful with nursery. All right, so youth Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Yes, sir. Fishing tournament. When is that? I don't know why I don't have that on here. June 25th from 9 to 2. So that's going to be here before we know it. Saturday, June 25th, 9 to 2 at the, the Freeway Ranch. Uh, if, if Have the kids, bring the kids to that fishing tournament. It is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Jeannie Donaldson on uh, Walk for Life. Please see Jeannie Donaldson about the, the bricks. It's not this Sunday. Next Sunday is the last Sunday that you can fill out your paperwork on that. So the paperwork is in the hall. Uh, They're on the table. So, Yes. Yes, free, uh, we have these uh, the, the bracelets for baby Harrison. If you would like to buy one of those, please see the guys. Please see the guys. Anything else? I'm forgetting a lot of stuff today. 
Okay, if you would stand, let's enter our time of worship today as we lift our voices in song. And let's bless the morning offering uh, today as we pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you again, uh, Lord, for today. And as we give back to you, God, it is an act of worship. So, Lord, I, uh, as we give back, we, we, we first thank you for the many blessings that you've given us. And even in tough financial times we're seeing right now for a lot of people, God, we are very much blessed compared to many parts in the world. So, Lord, thank you uh, for that. And we have the ability to support our missions and share the gospel. And so, Lord, I, I pray this morning that you will bless this offering that will be used to further your kingdom, uh, that we'll think outside of here uh, with that. And so, God, we love you in all things we worship you. In your name I pray. Amen. Everywhere I go on this road high and low, where I go, I go. Go. Oh. 
Oh, boy, I feel the joy of the Lord this morning. How about you? On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame.
can be seated. All right, our, uh, our children this morning, second grade and below, they can go with Miss Sierra if they'd like to to Children's Church. I'm going to be also just today uh, preaching on kind of a sensitive subject, so if you maybe have one that's in third or fourth that you want to send down there, that's, that's okay today also. I want to give you the opportunity to do that. Um, I want to start this off, I usually immediately start off reading scripture and and I want to do, I, I'm, I'm going to read scripture here in just a second, but um, sometimes I'll, I'll get away from preaching through a book to address something that's going on. And I've had numerous people this week uh, message me about this, and they, they're, they're dealing with struggles with this and how to communicate with people and, and, um, and it just what's happening all over our country with this this week. And, and I want to uh, address this from a biblical perspective. What, what I have to be very careful of, okay, um, is I don't want to give you my opinion, all right? My opinion when I say something uh, really doesn't amount to anything. Uh, your opinion really doesn't amount to anything. What matters is what God says about something. Uh, and as followers of Christ, what we have to do is look at what God says about certain subjects that are going on in our life and what we're dealing with and how we respond to people uh, biblically. And so I, I don't want to give you my opinion this morning, okay? I want to stand on the truth of what God's Word says, not just Jeff's truth, not your truth, but God's truth, because that's the only uh, thing that really matters. And so what I want to do uh, before I start getting into this is I, I want to pray this morning that I, and I, I do this every, about every time before I preach, and I should every time before I preach, that I don't preach my opinion. That it's not anything that comes from me, it is what God's word says, and that God would use me to communicate what his word says, and that we, could, we can effectively uh, give a response, a biblical response, and that's the title of the sermon today, a biblical response for Pride Month. Uh, I've had numerous people message me this week, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this with work? How do I deal with this with my family members, with loved ones? What do I do? What do I say? How do I handle this? And so uh, that's what I want to talk about today, but I want to pray first, and then we'll jump into some scripture uh, together. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you again this morning for just what an honor it is to come here and worship you today, Lord. And I know that 
We have members in this body that are actively struggling, Lord, uh, in trying to stand for the truth of who you are and what we know, uh, the truth of, of what your word says, uh, Lord. So I pray this morning that we effectively communicate what you have to say about this, what your holy word says. Not my opinion, not anybody else's opinion. And God, you give us the courage, the boldness, the wisdom, and most importantly, the love uh, in how we communicate what the truth is uh, of your word. And that uh, we are supposed to be a light in a dark world. And so I pray this morning, uh, Lord, that we are that. And it's not, any, not anybody's personal opinion, but it's just what your word says. And so all, in all things, God, we love you and we worship you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So if you would, turn in your Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now, what I want you to do today while you're turning there is everybody should have a visitor card uh, in, in the seat in front of them. On the back of that, there's a section where you can take a whole bunch of notes. I encourage you today to please write down the verses that are on the overhead. I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of points. I want you to keep track of the verses, and you can maybe write some headers next to them. What I want to do, hopefully, I prayerfully today, is empower you to have conversations about this topic and answer questions about this topic in a biblical, godly, loving way. So, how do we handle, all across our country today, we see in the month of June, and it's probably a sermon I need to preach every June, just to be honest with you. Uh, we have uh, a celebration of what they call as Pride Month. It's Pride Month. And so, uh, before we can give an answer on, on how to handle Pride Month, uh, which is basically the affirmation or the celebration of the LGBTQ lifestyle, I have to know what God's Word says about it. I have to know what, it, what that says. And when I read God's Word, I can't already have my mind made up. So I can't go into reading God's Word wanting it to say something that I want it to say. I have to go in reading God's Word saying, Hey God, I want to read your Word and you convey to me the truth that it's in your word. So I can't already have my mind made up. As a follower of Jesus, my life must conform to the word. I must conform to what God's word says and the standard that it places on my life. I can't, I can't have him conform to what I want. And so that being said... What, is, what does scripture say? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Let's read it. It says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, or idolaters, adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So the first thing that we see in this passage is there's a whole bunch of sins listed. And one of those sins listed in this passage is the sin of homosexuality. Okay. Now I want to tell you this morning before I jump into all of this, that if our country was celebrating Pride Month so you could be a thief, I would be talking about being a thief this morning. Right, right now that's not acceptable in our country to be a thief. You would be put in jail for that. I'm not saying you should be put in jail for this. I'm just, the context is, it's listed as a sin in scripture. And there's a whole bunch of scripture passages that talk about homosexuality being a sinful lifestyle. Here's some more. I want to read, read you several. Leviticus 
Leviticus 18.22. It says, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Leviticus 20, verse 13. It says, If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall be surely put to death. Their blood is upon them. Now you read those verses in the book of Leviticus and, and you, can, you hear the argument. Well, Jeff, that's the Old Testament. <clears throat> that is the Old Testament Levitical law. That is correct. That's the Old Testament Levitical law. Well, we're under a new covenant. That is once again correct. We are under a new covenant. But God also does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But this, this, uh, this sin is also addressed in the New Testament multiple times. I just read you one passage in 1 Corinthians 6. Verses 9 and 10. Here's another one. It's Romans chapter 1. I, I pray this morning that you're writing these verses down so you can make a defense or have a discussion with someone, a biblical discussion, not your own opinion, but a biblical discussion. Romans 6, or excuse me, Romans chapter 1, 26 through 27. Romans chapter 1, 26 through 27. It says this. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. So it calls it out and it says it's unnatural. Well, nature knows this. We know this when we go deer hunting that the males, the bucks are chasing the does, right? Uh, in fact, we know this biologically that human existence would, continue, would not happen. It would, it would die off if there were only homosexual relationships. We know that biologically, right? That's why it says it's unnatural to nature. Here's verse 32. Here's where we get into affirming it. Now, when you see Pride Month out there right now, it's not good enough anymore, folks, for you to say, hey, you can marry who you want to marry and love who you want to love. If you say that, but you don't affirm them and say that it's okay for them to do it, then you are going to have a whole bunch of labels attached to you. Here's why we can't affirm it. Here's why we can't affirm it. Verse 32 in the same passage, go down. It says, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So as a follower of Christ, I cannot give approval to somebody who wants to rob banks. I can't give approval to somebody who wants to murder people or is greedy. I can't give approval to somebody who wants to live a homosexual lifestyle. Scripture won't allow it. So God's word is pretty clear here. It's wrong. It's wrong. But Jeff, there's a whole bunch of other sins here. Yes, there are. The ingredients of sin. Yes, it is. We're going to get to that here in a few minutes. Because you hear all these arguments. I know what you guys are hearing. All right? I know what you're hearing. I want to address them. Right now, though, we're at a crossroads in this sermon. Right now, for everybody in here, everybody out there, we're at a crossroads. Five minutes in. Right now, you have to decide, right now, whether you're going to obey the God of the Bible or you're going to obey yourself. You can't do both ways. You can't go right down the middle. You either have to obey 
the God of the Bible, and, and agree with him about sin. When you became a follower of Christ, you know what you had to do? You had to agree with God that you had sinned against him. You had to agree with God about your sin. We either have to agree with God that homosexuality is sinful, or you say that it's okay and you're not obeying God's word. And if you say that it's okay, what you're doing is trying to fit Christ into the mold that you want him to fit in based on how you want to live your life and your personal choices. That's not the way it works, folks. Jesus says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. What does that mean? If you want to be my follower, you have to pick up your cross daily and follow me. That means you die to what you want. You die to yourself in order to live for Christ. Being a Christian is believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing that he died on the cross for your sins. That includes the sin of homosexuality. And when he died for you, your sins were nailed to the cross. So you don't have to live in them anymore. You don't have to keep being a drug addict. You don't have to keep abusing alcohol. You don't have to keep being greedy. You don't have to keep cheating on your spouse. He died for that. So you don't do it anymore. Well, one of those sins is what? The sin of homosexuality. And what does Paul say? Here's the great verse. Here's the great verse in the passage. It's in 1 Corinthians 6.11. I opened the sermon with 9 and 10. Now what I want you to do with verse 11 is highlight it and circle it. It says this. And such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Wow. What does that mean? That means that Jesus changed us. He washed us. He sanctified us. He justified us. It means that we're no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer a slave to that sin. He died for us so we can live free from that sin. We're free from it. Not celebrate it. Not celebrate it. I totally, listen, I'm, I totally get that this message right now has put us at odds with the world. I get that. I get that. And I understand that if you share these verses, if you share the truth, the world is going to call you hateful. They're going to call you a bigot. They're going to call you a homophobe. When that happens, and I'm saying when, I'm not saying if, I'm saying when that happens, I want you to remember Jesus' words. Turn to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. It's going to be verses 18 through 21. John chapter 15, 18 through 21. Jesus says this. He says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I have said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. 
If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on the account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. Listen, we should expect this. Know that if people hate you or they call you horrible names, it's because they don't know Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. What we should do, and I didn't write the passage down, but it reminds me that I shared with one of our members this week, count it joy, brothers and sisters, when you are persecuted for my name's sake. Listen, we should count it joy that we have the honor to stand for what's right and be persecuted for it. So that so so you're at a crossroads here. Everybody's at the crossroads on this issue. You either accept what God's word says and you can apply this same thing to every single sin that was listed. Why am I talking about this one this morning? Once again, because it's being celebrated. It's being celebrated in our society. Okay. So, it brings up a question. Brings up a question that I want to answer this morning. Well, do you allow then? Do you allow homosexuals to step foot inside the church? Absolutely you do. Yes. You let homosexuals come to every single service we have. Who did Jesus seek out? Who did Jesus seek out? The lost. That's who he went to. Turn to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 13. It says this, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw, um, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with, with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I came to, to not call the righteous, but sinners." Who did Jesus hang out with? People who were lost. So should our doors be open to attend this church to anybody? Absolutely. Because they'll hear the gospel. No, no lifestyle is any, any unsavable than any other. Not with Christ. Jesus had dinner with the worst of the worst. Why? Because he knew they were lost and needed to be saved. We have to recognize this if it is what it is. Lost people make decisions without having a relationship with Christ. Lost people act like lost people. The day that we stop welcoming the lost to hear God's word is the day that we should close the doors of this church. We as followers of Christ should be reaching out to the lost of this world. We have to reach the lost. Now, it brings up another question though. I, need, I want to make sure we have a good understanding. Well, should we allow them to join our church or teach a class? Absolutely not. Absol well, why? That's, I mean, that's very judgmental. That's extremely judgmental. That's very prejudiced. What does God's word say? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Once again, this is why church membership is so important. 
This is why there's a separation between those who are in the body and those who aren't. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's just 12 verses. I want you to listen. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, which is surrounded by sexual immorality. It's surrounded by, by orgies and homosexuality and all sorts of sexual sin. This is what it says. He's writing to the church. Remember this. It says, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. And of a kind that is not tolerated even amongst pagans. For a man has his father's wife. And you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are, already, are, you are really already unleavened. For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of the world. What did you say? I wrote to you and he said, don't associate with sexually immoral people, but I'm not talking about the ones that are in the world because sexually immoral people are lost. And of course they're going to act like that. Who's he talking about? Go back there. Go back. I am, but I am now writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkler, swindler, not to even eat with such a one. For what I have to do with judging outsiders, it is not inside the church whom you are to judge. God judges those outside, purge the evil person from among you. So if somebody comes to the church and says, I want to be a part of this local body of believers, but I love to steal. And watch out, because I'm going to put masking tape around my hand, and when the offering comes by, I'm going to stick my hand in there. Remember the Home Alone movie when he does that with the change, right? What am I going to say to that guy? I'm not going to say, oh, well, come right in and sit down, brother. No, I'm going to say, stop stealing. Flee from the wrath to come. Guys, I get messages all the time through Facebook. And they usually, what they try to do is hack somebody's profile. And then they send you a message on Facebook trying to get you to give them money. And you know what I tell them? I, I love engaging with those people. I know they're in another country, but I love messaging them back. And I engage with them and I say, this is what I say, stop stealing. Flee from the wrath to come. Stop stealing. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I share the gospel with them. How do I know they're lost? Because they're trying to steal from me. So do I want some, someone to join our church that is living a life as an outsider that's lost? No. I want them to attend the church every Sunday so they can be saved and be free of their sin. So do you understand why church membership is important now? Because you join the body, you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about leaven, right? And yeast, that is permeating the whole dough. What is that? That's in liken to sin. We cannot allow the world to contaminate the church. 
That's exactly what's happened in the vast majority of churches in our country on this subject. They're giving in and letting the outside world contaminate. We can't. Well, but hold on, Jeff. Even Christians sinned. Haven't you sinned this week? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I'm a horrible sinner. Well, then why are you preaching today? Because it's an attitude about the sin. It's an attitude about the sin. It's how we deal with our sin. Turn to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. A couple of passages here in Luke 18 I want to read to you. This one's in 9 through 14. It says, He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed, Thus God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I get, but the tax collector... Standing far off would not even lift his eyes up to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So when we sin, what do we do? We humble ourselves before God, we confess our sin, and we stop the sin. What I don't do is celebrate the sin. We don't celebrate it. Does that mean that we don't struggle with sin? Yes, we do. All of us have struggled with sin. So, what what if somebody who struggles with the sin of homosexuality is a follower of Christ? If somebody can somebody be a follower of Christ who struggles with the sin of homosexuality? Yes, they can. Absolutely they can. Cuz many of us struggle with our own sin, right? But what we do is we agree with God that it's sin. We don't celebrate the sin or try to affirm it. We agree with God about it. What I'm not ever going to do is celebrate the sin or ask God to overlook my sin or accept my sin or to say that my sin is not really a sin. We don't do that. Just down in the same uh, chapter, in verses 18 through 25, Jesus has this uh, encounter with the rich young ruler. I've read it to you guys before. If you go down and read those verses, what does Jesus say to the rich man? Oh, it's okay. Keep putting the love of your money over a relationship with me. I'm cool with that. It's really good. That's not what he says. He says, sell everything you have and come follow me. So what what does that mean? That means that Jesus wants all of our heart. He wants all of you. He just doesn't want the little pieces that you want to give him. He wants everything. It doesn't mean that you're still not going to struggle with sin in your life, right? It's that you acknowledge that it's sin. If you think today that you can be a Christian and keep living the old sin-filled life and bust heaven's doors open when you die, then I encourage you today to get down on your knees and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. Agree with him about sin. He died for your sins that you can have life and have it abundantly. It doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. You're going to agree with God. All right, so how, how do we reach? How do we reach them? 
there's one word, and it's love. You reach people with love. You show them the same love that Christ showed sinners. He loved them. He didn't accept their sin. He didn't affirm sin. He told them to change their life, to come and follow him, and to have the freedom, the freedom from sin that's only found in him. Listen, I believe, guys, I, I truly believe this, that people are looking for the answers to this. They're looking for the answer of what does life mean? What is the purpose of life? And people are searching for that. And, and you know what they try to do? They try to fill this, this hole in their life, this void in their life, this unhappiness in their life with all sorts of stuff. Money, drugs, sexual immorality, power, everything. Everything that the world says is okay. But the only way to true joy is through Christ. That's it. That's it. Let me say this this morning. That no sinner, nobody, in any of these sins listed ever came to a relationship with Christ by being bullied, belittled, cussed out. You know how they came? By sharing the gospel. So these approaches... Have you ever heard of Westboro Baptist Church? I'm not even sure if they're even big anymore. Blech. Westboro Baptist Church goes to our veterans' funerals, and they picket funerals, and they tell everybody, God hates you, you're going to go to hell. Guess how many people are ever converted by Westboro? Well, they're lost to begin with, right? They're lost. None. So we don't stand on the street corner screaming at people that they're going to go to hell. That may be the truth. That may be the truth that some people are, but we don't know. We share the gospel with people. We love people right where they are. I want you to remember those verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that I opened with. Those lists of sins, sexual immorality, idolaters, adulterers, men who practice homosexuality, thieves, Greedy, drunkards, revilers, swindlers will inherit. The, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you might not have committed the sin of homosexuality in your life, but I guarantee you that we have committed one of those others. So here's the point. We all need a Savior. We all need a Savior. So be humble when you're speaking the truth. Listen, you and I aren't anything special that we deserve to be saved. We're not. We're not anything special. So don't act like we are. At one time in our life, we were all lost. Everybody in this room. Everybody. Remember that when you're communicating that to people. You have to stand for truth, but you stand for truth in love. In love. All right, last thing. Finally on this topic... We just have to do the right thing. We have to be leaders. We have to be leaders, not followers. We have to do the right thing. That means that if we have to eventually pay taxes as a church, we pay taxes. That means uh, if the government says you are going to perform same-sex marriages or we're closing these doors down, well, we close the doors down, we go meet in someone's barn. We just do the right thing. We do the right thing. Our motto on this, I love it, and it comes from this book. Our motto, and men, 
Next weekend's Father's Day, right? Fellas, the motto of your house should be exactly what Joshua said. The motto from this church should be Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're just going to serve the Lord. We're going to do what's right. We're going to follow this. So here's the deal on this whole thing. Keep focused. Keep focused. The mission is still the same. Share the gospel. Be the light of Christ in a lost and dying world. Show his love in how you interact with people. Can you affirm them and say that's okay? Not if you're a follower of Christ. You can't. You can't. And, and I'll tell you, if I affirm somebody and I'm a follower of Christ, I'm being unloving towards them. If I really love somebody, I'm going to share truth with them. Not a lie. Not a lie. Not a lie. Last thing. When you see these rainbows this month in June, and you see pride everywhere, guys, don't let it remind you of sexual morality. Don't let it remind you of that. Let it remind you of what a rainbow really is. It's in Genesis chapter 9, verses 12 through 17. This is what it says. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I have made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh." When the bow is in the clouds, I will remember it. I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. It's a promise from God that He's not going to flood the whole earth again. It's a sign, a promise from Him to us. Don't view it. And when you see rainbows everywhere, I know what they're using it for. Don't look at it like that. It's a promise from God. The rainbow is a promise from God. That's so cool. Now here's the thing. I hope this morning that you've wrote these down. That you're prepared to have conversations when people ask you. It's, this is not an easy thing to do. Remember, you are going to be hated. You are going to be called names. Get over it. It's okay. It's okay. You have a whole bunch of people that love you here. We're a family. That's why being a part of a local church is so important. Because you have a family of believers that helps you and supports you. If you get fired from your job, because we live in cancel culture, and if you don't agree with us, we're very tolerant of everybody as long as you agree with us. And if you don't agree with us, we are canceling you out, and you're fired. That's not real tolerant. If you get fired from your job, tell us. We as the church are supposed to help you. We will help you get another job. We're just going to do the right thing. We're going to do the right thing. I'm going to ask the worship team to come today. We're going to have a time of invitation. Now here's what it is. Maybe you're here and you need to pray for someone in your life right now that is living in sin. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. I want to encourage you to humble yourself before God. Agree with Him about the sin. Humble yourself before God, and He will exalt you. 
if you have people outside of here that totally don't agree with this position, it's okay. They're not going to. That's all right. Pray for them. Pray for them. Love them. Love them. Hang out with them. Just don't let them influence your opinion. Let God influence your opinion. This is the only thing that matters. What this says, nothing else. So if you're here and you need to pray for somebody, do that. Maybe you're here this morning. You have questions about this even more in depth. That you've heard arguments that this word was not in the original Greek. Come and visit with me. I'd love to talk to you about that because those are all wrong. All right? I can give you some bullets for the gun when you go talk to people to be able to share in these arguments. Okay? I can, I can give you some tools if you have questions. Come talk to me. If you have questions about baptism or salvation or joining this local body of believers. Hey, I gave you the best case right here from scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, on why being a part of a local body is important. It is. Come and talk to me. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Let's pray. And if you need to come, you can. You can. Or if you need to pray for somebody, you can. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, this morning. For this time that we could tackle this tough, tough subject. We cannot ever be scared of what a lost and dying world says. We can never be scared to confront or talk about things that are happening in our country, that are found in your word. And so, Lord, I pray this morning for this body. I pray, Lord, that they are bold in speaking truth, that they stand on the truth, not our own opinion, but what your word says. And, Lord, we love people. We share the truth with people, that we are are known as a church body that will not compromise, but we won't compromise because we love people. And, Lord, we can only do any of that by following you. By finding the strength in you, not in us, but in you. So, Lord, today I pray for our church body. I pray if there's someone here, Lord, that has struggled with this subject, that they humbly come before you and God get on their knees and say, Lord, change me. I want to conform to you, not the world. I pray, Lord, the people here that have family members, Lord, I pray for them that today, today is the day they can just get down on their knees and pray And Lord, they love their family members, they love their friends, they speak truth, truth and love. And all things, God, we love you, we worship you, it's in your name I pray, amen. I come to the garden
And guys, I want to thank you this morning. I want to say, Derek, Brenda, Wes, come on up here if you would this morning. They have, uh, they have come this morning and they're uh, professed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and have been baptized and they want to join this local body of believers. And so I'm very, very excited uh, about that. Do you have anything you guys want to say? Sure. Okay. Uh, it should be Ricky. Everyone say Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> so uh, Ken and Danny invited us here back in in the fall um, to see Brock get baptized, and from the time we came in here, it just felt like an awesome family. We actually ended up moving here shortly after that to Marshfield as well, and uh, we've been here since then. Uh, just really love this church. It's been an awesome family, and thanks for welcoming us. And Jeff, man, the preaching. Uh, you know, we we've seen preaching different churches and stuff, but he's just right on it, and it, that's an awesome blessing. I appreciate that. So thank you for everyone. Thank you. You want to say anything? Wes? I want to thank all you people here. You've all made, you've made me feel like I'm your family. I've, I've been on my own since I was 13. I've lived a life of sin, a big life of sin. If it wasn't for Jody and, and getting me involved in the religion, I probably wouldn't be standing here today. I want to thank him, my brother. I love you, man. Amen. Amen. What's the, what's the common denominator here? Our members reaching out. Our members reaching out, right? So you guys get to stand here because people are going to want to come around and congratulate you. Uh, and then we have a new member class. They'll go through our next new member class. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome time that me and Max Hartman teach that. So if you, if you got questions about membership or baptism, please come see me. I want to close with this, guys. I just want to close with this. I, I understand that you all are dealing with this subject because I deal with it. Our kids deal with it. I mean, it is something. That's why I had to talk about it. Not, not to be controversial, not to, not to try to get riots going on out here in the parking lot, okay? It's biblical, and I know you're struggling with it. I know you have questions on how to deal with this stuff. And when that comes up, I, I'll make you a promise. I'm always going to address it from the pulpit. We can't shy away from it. We just have to stand for the truth, okay? Sorry I kept you over today. I love you guys. Here's the benediction, and we're going to close in prayer. I just... It is Joshua 24:15. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. All right. Jody, you were honored today, so I'm going to let you close us in prayer. <laughs>